0: Welcome to the Elite Executive Podcast, your number one resource for all things executive health, so you can thrive at the office, at home, and in the gym. It's my mission to educate you on how to sleep better, stress less, and maximize your productivity by taking control of your health. I'm your host, Oren McCurry. Let's start your journey to optimal performance right now. Enjoy the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, guys. Welcome to today's episode and the first ever episode of the Elite Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Oren McCurry, and I am very excited to have you here for this first episode, diving into executive health. And this is a term that's maybe came around like probably the last couple of years, I would say. And it's something that I've done for a long time, but is sort of getting a bit more traction lately. And you'll probably have seen... On LinkedIn, there is numerous coaches who are now in the space working on the the same things, you know, um, nutrition, training. But what I like to do is take a very holistic approach to executive health because executives are their own animal in the sense that they are very driven people. They are definitely A type personalities a lot of the time. They have worked very very hard to get where they want to go in life, or they're currently climbing the ladder to get where they want to go. And they're going to be a future CEO, a future CFO, a future COO. And they're currently on that path. And my job is to either make sure that we can optimize the guys who have sacrificed their health while they've been building their wealth, or for the guys who are on the the come up, the slightly younger guys who Aspire to be in that C suite very soon to make sure that these guys don't make the same mistakes health wise that can be made along the way. And executive health is an interesting one because it's become more popular in the past few years, like I said. And it's one area where having an impact on one person can have a profound impact on an entire company, on a balance sheet, on the ability for. A company to stay profitable. There's so many things that we can improve by working on your health through training, nutrition, sleep optimization, stress management, and making sure that we get you to your absolute best. So, like I said, my name is Oren McCauley, and I have worked with people for 13 years in the coaching space. And in the past 10 years, I've worked online. A lot of coaches, they transitioned online during COVID. I was already set up and I've coached executives for years. I just didn't really think of each client as an executive. If somebody came to me who had a high-flying job, they would come to me for weight loss or muscle building or a cardio goal or a health goal. I would think of them as that goal. They're just a fat loss client. They're just a muscle building client. They want to get ready for a photo shoot or optimize their health. I wouldn't really think of them as executives. And obviously I realized that they had a big job, but I didn't realize how many executives have actually coached until I sat down and realized that the impact I was having on the, the guys that I was working with in my program, my normal coaching program. So that's whenever I launched the elite executive mentorship and the elite executive mentorship was driven mainly out of putting myself into a hole. You see, like I said, I've always coached executives and big part of that was body composition. And a big part of Instagram in general is, you know, how good you look determines on how many clients you get. So during COVID, I got a little bit bored and I decided I wanted to do a photo shoot again. I've previously competed in physique-based shows and decided that, you know, to get more clients and to reestablish my authority, let's do a photo shoot again. Let's get me back to my best. And it was a very, very successful prep for that photo shoot. In fact, it was probably the best I've ever looked. And if you've seen any pictures of me flexing, it was probably from around that time to be honest. But along the way, as I pushed my body to the extremes for a photo shoot, and I'm talking I was sub10 percent body fat. I was very close to competitive um competitive body fat levels in terms of if I wanted to compete, I would have had to diet for another couple of weeks max. And I felt, Great in terms of my confidence, how my body looked, I felt big, lean, strong, but along the way, my energy just got tanked. And I remember around the time my first daughter was around 18 months old and she learned to walk when she was about 11 months. So she was kicking a ball by this stage. Uh, me and my wife took her down to the local park and we had a ball and I sat down in the grass and I'd walked down, you know, this was towards the end of the day. I'd previously already trained. I was on low calories I was probably highly stressed and not sleeping the best, even though I didn't really feel it at the time. And I was just thinking about my next meal. I remember sitting down. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get up and have the energy to kick the ball with my daughter and get back up the hill with the low calories that are in my system. And that was the time that I realized something needed to change. And I still seen it to the end of the shoot because I said I was going to do it. I had clients who were doing the photo shoot with me. I had clients in four different countries who were doing a a shoot at the same time, that same weekend with their local photographer. Plus I had a team of, I want to say about eight or 10 clients who were doing the shoot with me in the gym in Perth here. So I couldn't back out. I didn't want to back out, but I knew that coming out the back of that prep, I had to take a different approach to looking and feeling my best year round. I couldn't just diet like crazy and be in this Crazy depleted state all the time, where business would slightly suffer, family would suffer. I would feel great in terms of how I looked and was performing, felt strong, felt lean, but felt pretty average most of the time. So from there, I took a very data driven approach to pull myself out of that. I was wearing my aura ring at the time. I'd be, I'd been wearing one from now for about five years, and I knew what my sleep was saying. I knew what my heart rate variability was saying. I knew what my activity was, and I took a very science-based approach to that. I'm sorry, I should have also mentioned that my background is sport and exercise science. So in terms of geeking out on the science stuff and the stats, that's kind of where, where I thrive. And I took a very data-driven approach to pull myself out of that, that hole to still stay in good shape year-round where I feel confident enough to take my shirt off at the beach. You know, I'm not as lean as I was before, but I'm confident to do that. I feel I look good in the gym. I'm fit enough to keep up with my family and mentally I'm thriving. So once I worked out that system, I then decided, well, I've got all these executive clients who are in high demand in roles. They're, they've got a lot of pressure on them in the business, same way I did at the time, but they want to look and feel their best. And they want to perform for their family as well as their employees and the people they lead at work. So I started to look at, could, could this be replicated In my clients, you know, stop thinking them as just fat loss clients where I'm giving them a calorie deficit and training. Because obviously they're in a high stress job. Training is a stressor, admittedly, sometimes in a good way. Um, Dieting is also a stressor. But what if we get them to take a data driven approach? And what if I started to dive into all their stats rather than just looking at their calories and try to replicate the same approach? And that's what I did. And that's when the elite executive mentorship was born. And when I work with these clients, you're probably thinking, you know, how how do you do that? Like, how do you take that data-driven approach? Well, we look at four key pillars, and in the subsequent four episodes here, after this initial one, I'm going to dive in deeper into each one. Now, the four key areas that I look at are sleep optimization. So, for example, most executives are very poor sleepers. In fact, I think about 75% of them, when I've done polls in LinkedIn groups and different things... Have said that they sleep, you know, less than six hours. But they expect to perform like a Formula One car, even though they're they're not they're not charging themselves up, they're not filling themselves up with the, the right fuel. So, what could we do in terms of optimizing sleep? How much better could they perform if not, not only improving the quantity but also the quality? Because remember, sometimes with executives, you can't always sleep longer. For whatever reason, you might be working late, you might be whining and dining, trying to win contracts all the time. And you might have a lot of pressures where you can't actually be in bed any longer. But if you're in bed for six, seven hours, instead of that being, you know, five and a half, six hours sleep, could we optimize the quality of that sleep so you're actually asleep for longer? And when we track the data, we can look at a few key things. We can look at your REM sleep. This stands for your rapid eye movement sleep. And I'm going to go more in depth on these in the next episode. So definitely check that out. But your rapid eye movement is sleep is designed to replenish the brain, to have you ready with that focus, productivity, clarity, creativity that you need as a top level executive. So we need to know that number and it needs to be in the optimal range. And in terms of your body that's what we need our deep sleep for. That's where the most amount of growth hormones going to be released during the night. It's where our body's going to start feeling refreshed. And I've had a few executives who have came to me and they've, they've been sleeping okay. It's not been the best sleep, but when I looked at their stats, their their Garmin, their Aura, their Fitbit, their Whoop band, whatever it was, one guy I remember having three minutes of deep sleep. Now imagine how you're going to feel if, you know, ninety minutes to two hours is what's required to get you where you want to go. And you're only getting three minutes. How's your body going to feel waking up every morning if you're only getting that amount of sleep? And it's not that he he was still performing at a high level. He had a great job. He was leading his team pretty well. But within a week, we got him to an hour and three minutes just by improving his sleep hygiene and a few other things, which again, I'm going to talk about in the next episode. And that's one key, key pillar is the sleep optimization. What about stress? You know, stress is one of these things that it can compound. And even if we don't feel stressed, a lot of the time what happens is we're in the eye of the storm. Our body gets used to it. Remember, our body is very adaptable. we like you, you'll you understand this when I explain this like this. So whenever you do something for the first time, whether it's you go on a date with you know your future wife, imagine back to your wife or your husband, if you're a lady listening to this, imagine going on that first date, there's nerves or there's excitement. But as you go through subsequent dates, you get used to that that environment with that person, and you know the the stress of that goes away. Or when you start a new job or a new position, there's going to be high levels of stress while you get used to the demands of that role. But once you've been doing it for you know two, four, six, eight weeks, you get used to it. So even if you don't feel stressed, your body could be stressed. And one key indicator that we look at in this, which I'll talk about in more depth in episode three, is our heart rate variability. And we use that as a good indicator of whether we are in a parasympathetic, which is our rest and digest mode, or our sympathetic, which is our fight or flight mode. And some executives that I've had, they won't mind me saying this, but like they have been so chilled when I speak to them that you honestly would think that they had a glass of wine or smoked a joint right before they came on the call. But when we look at their scores, their scores for the HRV are very low. And now HRV is one of these You know, it's your score. We shouldn't really compare it to other people, but there is a sort of benchmark that we should aim for. And that's what I would consider low when they are beneath that sort of minimum benchmark that we should be looking for. And that to me is an indicator that they're very sympathetic driven, even though they feel chilled and they're a very happy-go-lucky sort of person, their body was still stressed for some reason. So we got to look at that. Even if you don't feel it, we got to look at how we can lower that. Then sleep is going to be a big driver of that. The right nutrition and training is going to be time management. That's going to be huge parts of it. But also what do we do in terms of our exercise, our breathing, our meditation, our journaling. And you don't have to do all of these, but that's just some things that some guys do. Now, number three is time management. And this one's key simply for the fact that I could give you the best plan in the world. 100% tailored to you. But if you don't have the time or the energy or the capacity to do it, then what's the point? I'm not just talking about within your work day. Like we do need to get very, very clear on how you manage your time at work because that's going to lead to, you know, if you don't plan your day right and you're not getting things done at work, you're going to take that home with you. And you're going to be sitting late at night doing work that when times when you should be sleeping or chilling with your family. And we don't want that. But also how are you going to fit in the training that we're going to do? The, you know, if you're going to do breath work or you've got to do, for example, a run, go to the gym, train in your garage, whatever it is. How are you going to fit all that in? That's why it's a key thing. And a lot of a lot of coaches don't look at the time management piece. But for a lot of the time, when I jump on a call with clients, that's one key thing that we do is make sure that they can fit everything in. Now, training and nutrition, this is the one that, you know, most people will come to a coach like myself for. And, I'll, you know, you can get a lot of coaches out there who work with you for very cheap in terms of just your training and nutrition, which is great, but it is just the, the foundation block. And a lot of people, they haven't found that program that really fits around them in terms of the time they've got, in terms of the energy that they've got, in terms of even just understanding that in the role you're in as a high-level executive, you're probably going to be under a huge amount of stress from work and from home with that balance that you're trying to achieve. And there's a lot of eyeballs on you. And like I said at the start, training is a stress, nutrition is a stress. And a lot of these coaches will probably implement things like high intensity high intensity interval training with you, even though that is such a huge stressor on the body. You know this is one thing that we probably shouldn't be doing out the block. You know, you might build up to something like that, but a lot of people will treat you as an executive just like a normal person who works at the coffee shop or works at McDonald's, and not that there's anything wrong with working those jobs. But the stress when you work a job like that is completely different to when you're trying to run a company and you're dealing with investors and boards and having to actually run the business and make sure it's profitable. So we need to find a training and nutrition plan that one, delivers you the highest return on investment for the time and energy that you're putting in, but also takes into effect the lifestyle that you live as an executive and the fact that it is stressful already and we don't want to be adding more stress with training and nutrition. And that's why I never have the the opinion of, you know, just suck it up and do it with my guys. There'll be reasons why they can't do certain things and there'll be workarounds, but we need to find the plan that gives you the turn on investment that you need. For example, if I was asking you to take 100K out of your savings to pump it into a stock, you're going to look and see how it's performing. If it's constantly on its way down, then you're not going to want to invest that money, right? But for a lot of executives, what's happening is, they're not getting the results they want for the training and nutrition they're currently doing, but they'll keep doing it, hoping that something's going to change. They're not getting a return on investment. They're not a safe bet to take money out and and bet on, yet they keep going with a plan that's suboptimal for them. So we need to look at training and nutrition and getting that optimized. Now, in terms of the data that we might track as an executive health coach, we want to look at heart rate variability. And again, I'll mention these in future ones, but it's basically the... difference in your heartbeat so if you're you've got a a heart rate of 60 bpm 60 beats per minute it's not one beat every second where it goes boom boom it's going to go boom 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 boom. you know uh, there might be like a 1.2 gap and then a 0.6 gap and then a 0.8 gap and then a 1.3 gap in between those heartbeats, and that variation is exactly what we we want to measure, and it's a good indicator of recovery, of stress, of longevity, and that's a key key market that we track. Now, blood pressure is another key one because it's a silent killer, and a lot of executives coming to me are either on blood pressure meds or they're very close to it, and they need to come off that. They want to take the steps because it is a silent killer. It's something that you know you could even be. I have like guys who've been on on their meds. And they've still been like ready to have a heart attack on the call. And when I first talk to them, they say, nah, I'm on meds. My doctor's managing it, but they're not managing it because they're just taking their meds and hoping for the best. But if we put the right intervention in place, we can lower that. I've had now two or three people in the past few months who've now lowered their heart, their blood pressure enough that they can actually look at coming off their meds at their next doctor vi- doctor's visit, provided it stays there. And that's just from implementing the right training plan to bring that down. Speaking of training and movement, you know, steps and activity is something we need to track in terms of how much you're actually moving per day. There's around 7, 8,000 steps is a sort of sweet spot, according to the literature. But most executives probably don't move that much, or if they do, they're having to think about it a lot to get there. Now, not that there's a magic number, but if you're desk bound all day and you're meeting after meeting after meeting, Zoom after Zoom after Zoom, it's going to be very hard to move if you're not tracking it and you're not aware of it. You've got to think about where we can find that time. And again, that comes down to the time management piece. One other piece that we want to track is resting heart rate. Really good indicator of just how fit you are at any stage, like how um how much your heart's working when you're sitting doing nothing. And I mean, like resting heart rate is sitting doing nothing. Not like for now I'm presenting to you guys on this podcast, my resting heart rate is going to be slightly higher than if I'm sprawled on the sofa after eating a meal with my wife watching TV. That's going to be pretty much me resting. And after I've been sitting there not moving for 20, 30 minutes, that's going to be my true rest and heart rate. Right. But then we also need to track body stats. We need to track weight. We need to track measurements, especially around the midsection because visceral fat around that midsection is something we need to keep an eye on, especially with a lot of executives who have a lot of fat to lose. And that won't apply to everyone listening, but that's generally the case. But then we also track subjective stats. So I need to know from you things that will change week to week. How's your mood? How's your energy? How's your digestion, your gut health? How do you feel your sleep is? Obviously, we track sleep as well as one of the hard metrics, You know your, your deep sleep, your REM sleep, how long it takes you to fall asleep. But how do you feel with your sleep? Do you feel like it's good sleep? Do you feel refreshed when you wake up? Do you still get an afternoon slump? And also hunger, because we don't want to just diet, diet, diet into a hole where you then will eat everything that comes comes your way and you binge eat essentially. So that's, that's kind of what we work with in terms of executive health. And like I said, in the subsequent episodes here, I'm going to dive into how to optimize your sleep, how to manage your stress, how to optimize your time management, how to optimize your training and nutrition to get a bigger return on investment. And you're going to hear from myself, from guests who are other coaches in the executive health world who I trust, and from clients of mine who've implemented stuff like this and made health a big part of their life in terms of how they manage everything. So I really look forward to having you on the podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. It's just a little introduction to me, what we do and why you need to look out for some of these things. Like I said, subsequent episodes are going to be way more in-depth. They're going to be way more personal to you with strategies and things you can do straight away. And the next one, which is going to be the most important one of the, the four is sleep optimization. Because I truly believe that when we get our sleep in line, the rest will be easy because more energy, better fat burning, better muscle building, better strength, better performance, it is just everything we need. In fact, Dr. Matthew Matthew Walker has a great quote about sleep being the the legal performance enhancement, the, the legal performance enhancing drug that is least utilized by the population. Like if it wasn't If it wasn't something we did every day, it would probably be banned because of how much it can affect our performance. So that's something to really think about. And that's from Dr. Matthew Walker, who is one of the top uh, sleep specialists in the world. He's wrote a book called Why We Sleep um, and truly amazing book if you want to look into that. But I'm going to be diving into all that on the next episode of the Elite Executive Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning into the Elite Executive Podcast with me, Oren McCurry. If you want to continue the conversation about anything in this episode, or if you have any questions around your own health as a busy executive, then the best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash executive health coach to find my profile. Once there, please send me a connection request and I'm more than happy to discuss your personal scenario. But for now, have a great day and I'll see you on the next one.